0: Welcome to NBA Podcaster, the only broadcast source for cutting edge information and advice on the NBA application process. I'm Janet Nakano. With NBA related websites, articles, blogs, rankings, organizations, events, books, and of course podcasts, there is a wealth of information out there on the NBA this time we're going to highlight just a few of those resources that can help you in your application process you'll hear about the mba tour forte forums qs world mba tour and business school guides by the princeton review and clear admit you'll learn what makes each unique and how best to utilize these resources This is MBA Podcaster. Stay tuned to the rest of the program after a brief word from our sponsor.
1: Support for MBA Podcaster comes from Manhattan GMAT, the world's largest GMAT-exclusive test preparation provider. Developed by Ivy League education professionals and continually updated to reflect current trends, Manhattan GMAT's advanced curriculum goes beyond teaching the tricks and focuses on in-depth content understanding in addition to GMAT-specific strategy. All programs are taught by highly trained and experienced instructors with GMAT scores in the 99th percentile, a 760 or better out of 800. Visit slash mba podcaster to explore program options, including comprehensive nine session courses, private tutoring, one day workshops, and a two week intensive boot camp. MBA Podcaster listeners will receive a $100 discount on Manhattan GMAT programs by using the code PODCASTER when enrolling for a complete course. Visit manhattangmatcom slash mbapodcaster to enroll and receive your discount. Manhattan GMAT, the new standard in GMAT preparation.
0: The MBA tour organizes MBA events in a host of cities throughout the world. Their goal is to help educate applicants about various schools and the admissions process. I had a chance to visit one of their events in New York City recently. The morning started off with small panel discussions on how admissions decisions get made. This one I joined had admissions directors from the Johnson School at Cornell University, Vanderbilt's Owen School of Management and Baruch College. Here are some highlights from the discussion.
2: Uh, When we talk about the application essays, it's very, very simple, but answer the question. That's the best advice that I can give, answer the question. Uh, We get applications every year where the person has not answered the question. We don't know where they're going in the answer of the question. Uh, Everybody kind of looks at me funny or cross-eyed on that. You really have to Take the time to make sure exactly what the school is asking and put together a great answer. One of the things that I urge students to do is to take the your response to the essay question and give it to a friend of yours. And say, read this and tell me what the question was. And if your friend comes back and says, Oh, the question was XYZ and it matches, then great, move on to the next essay. But make sure that that's a that's a great, easy, simple way to make sure you've answered the question. Regarding essays, every year, I know people laugh too. Uh, at the Johnson School, we'll get a, a statement at the close of the, of the essay that says, and this is why I really want to go to USC, or whatever X school is put in there. Everybody laughs. That's a deny. If, if you can't take five minutes to read the essay that you're sending to, to each of our schools, and, and you can't identify who we are, that's a big problem. That means you really have to take the time. Don't do your application at 1155 on the, the night of the, of the deadline date. Get it done a couple of weeks in advance and check it through. The GMAT and the testing side, work
3: experience, um, another key, key question that we get is how much work experience do I need coming into an MBA program? That also will vary from school to school, but I can tell you just um, having been through an MBA program, there's there's a, a, a very strong value in having... A, base of work experience to be able to come into a program and be able to take what you're learning in the classroom and apply it to the actual uh, experiences that you've had over the course of your career to date and really the the value of the other students around you learning from you and you learning from those students that's part of the reason why MBA programs are looking for um, work experience coming into a program and it's typical you know, every school has different averages, but um, most schools, the way that they look at the work experience is not necessarily how many years of work experience do you have, but it's more what's the quality of that work experience? How did you impact the organization in which you worked over the course of the time that you were there? Did you show progression within that organization? Any sort of promotions? Um, those are things that, that we're looking at. Someone may come in with three years of work experience that may be great work experience, have shown progression, and would be a better candidate than someone with five years of work experience. So it is a, a situation where it's not bottom line how many years do you have. It's, it's really what was that experience, and, and that's, that's an important factor. You should be learning as much from the person sitting to your right and your left in an MBA program as even the faculty member at the front of the room. And, and then that's, that's why the programs were designed uh, for students coming in with work experience.
0: For the rest of the morning and into the early afternoon, schools gave quick mini-presentations that allowed prospective students to get to know the programs and ask questions. This one was for USC Marshall School of Business.
4: For those of you who have never visited USC, I really recommend doing that. Um, I would recommend that for any program that you apply to. Really get a chance to visit if you can, because sitting in the classroom, being on the campus, being in the building will give you a whole different feeling of what the MBA program is going to be like and where you will spend those two years. And if it feels right and the people that you meet are folks that you like and that you enjoy talking to and that you want to be... um, a part of, you know, both in your, your professional and your personal network, then that's really going to give you a sense of whether or not that program's right for you. One of the things that I talk about um, anytime time I speak with a prospective student is really about the fit. Uh, in work, when you're looking for your job, a lot of it is about the culture, not just the actual function of your job, right, but the company culture. You read about it online, you're on blogs, you're on websites. Same thing stands for MBA programs, but even more importantly, rather than a job where you might switch jobs and have several during your career, with an MBA program you're only getting one MBA. So think about that. Where do you want to spend those two years and where do you want your degree to come from and where do you want to carry on that degree afterwards? Because for us at Marshall, we don't just look at it as a two-year degree and then you're out the door and that's it. We expect you to be part of that community. We hope that you want to be part of that community even after you graduate um, because your degree is something that you'll carry with you throughout your career and you're going to be part of a network that we are very proud of and that we hope you want to be a part of and continue to be a part of you know, long after you finish your program.
0: The business school fair followed the presentations, which offered a chance for prospective students to speak to admissions representatives and alumni directly. During this time, I sat down with Peter Von Lessica, managing director of the MBA tour. So we are here at the MBA tour in New York City. Um, So it seems like there's different schools that go to different cities with you. Like, for example, here, you know, we see... A lot of regional schools.
5: Yes, the well, the MBA tour, the, our tour th- across the U.S. is is designed to uh, have schools at the event that are national brands as well as very strong regional brands. And the reason for that is that we know from surveying s- students that their application trends are to apply to very top schools in their region as well as top schools across the country, and then a lot of students are looking for part-time or or even executive MBAs with strong regional schools that have very strong alumni connections and connections with uh, companies.
0: Okay, so how do you go about choosing which schools come to which event?
5: The way we choose schools through each event, and some of it is self-selecting by the schools themselves, But we do it through an invitation process uh, with the schools and we invite all the national brands to uh, sign up for the cities uh, across the U.S. And then we invite regional schools, very strong regional schools, and we make sure that they're included as part of the, the slate of schools at that event.
0: So how should um, an applicant decide which event to go to?
5: Well, an applicant that is looking for a specific school can go on that school's website and see if they will be at the MBA tour event. The best thing a prospective MBA can, can do with our events is if, he's still, if they're still researching schools, I would encourage them to go to the individual school presentations as well as the admissions panels to learn about admissions criteria. Um, it's best to talk with alumni to understand the value of the degree and the opportunities that can be presented to you w- in the city in which you want to work. And if it's if the event is in the city where you want to work, then you want to make sure that that school has got some good options back to that city in terms of business or, or uh, hiring connections. Um, and so there's the school rep- representatives in combination with alumni should help you make that decision. I would also encourage students to travel or visit as many schools as they can at least five if that's part of if those schools are on their uh, target list for for applying to one of the requirements for traveling with the MBA Tour school is that we insist on uh, school representation at our events. Uh, we do that because if If a student comes along and they want to talk about admissions criteria and their chances from admissions, an alum cannot always answer those questions. Uh, Recent alumni are good for, for reflecting on the value of the degree in the local market, also their recent experience with the curriculum and certain professors, and what it's like to go to that school. All very good information. But when it comes down to really understanding what are my chances of getting into that school, the alumni does not have that view that a school representative would.
0: Okay, so that's your focus is to Yes,
5: yes. Our focus is to travel with the best knowledgeable people about that school.
0: QS World MBA Tour is also an MBA touring organization. It provides opportunities for candidates to research business schools. Their goal is to help you make informed decisions on your education and career. Nunzio Quacquarelli is director of QS World MBA Tour. I asked him what their tours offer to applicants.
6: The QS World MBA Tour are a series of fairs held around the world. So this fall we have 48 fairs in 33 cities on um, all the um, main continents. And it enables MBA applicants to meet, uh, network, discuss um, their own concerns with admissions directors and MBA alumni. And we travel with uh, 390 business schools in total. Typically, we would have between 80 and 120 schools at any given fair.
0: So would prospective students see which schools will be traveling to their city?
6: It's very transparent, so they go to topmba.com and they click to register for the World MBA Tour and as part of that registration process, they can uh, select uh, or see the participating schools and select the city and it will give them a full list of the schools taking part in each city.
0: And during these events, do you have any other types of resources? Is it, is it just the fair or you know, do you have panel discussions? Do you have anything else going on?
6: We we run quite a comprehensive program um, on the day of the fair. So we have a pre-fair panel, which on a weekday would run from 5 till 6, or a weekend from 2 till 3 p.m. And in this pre-fair panel, we'll have uh, maybe uh, five or six um, business school representatives uh, talking about the admissions process and offering advice on how to select a school, how to prepare for the application, how to improve your chances of success. And during the fair... We will usually have a, a GMAT advisory session where a, a GMAT expert will provide some input and tips on how to prepare for the GMAT and how to improve your, your GMAT score. We have a master class where a leading professor from a, an international business school will actually deliver a sample MBA class, which we find is, is very popular, kind of really like to get a taste for what life on, on in a business school will be like. And then we sometimes have... Uh, alumni career panels, and in an alumni career panel, we'll have alumni from leading business schools who will share their experiences and offer input and advice about the uh, job market for MBAs and how an MBA has really helped them in their own career progression. So that's a typical schedule of of seminars. It does vary city by city depending on the you know, availability of, of individuals.
0: And how would you how would you recommend uh, perspectives
6: use your event? Well, I think I think um, preparing beforehand is helpful. On our website, topmba.com, we carry a lot of advisory articles. We also have a a searchable uh, scorecard database of 330 schools, which will enable them to understand and compare. Um, the schools that are perhaps most relevant to them. This will give them some foundation. And when they go to the fair, we encourage them to ask questions that will help them make up their own um, mind about their MBA choice, so very personal questions about their career aspirations, how a business school can help them in achieving their own career aspirations rather than generic questions. Too many candidates go to a fair and ask questions about you know, what GMAT score do you require, what's your minimum age requirement. All that information is available um, on topmba.com or other websites in advance. So we really encourage candidates to, to do that little bit of due diligence beforehand and then ask more in-depth questions about how a specific business school can help them in achieving their own career objectives.
0: And is there a cost?
6: Uh, most of the fairs are um, free if you pre-register, um, in um, a few cities where demand is too great, we charge a, a minimal amount like $5 um, at, the, uh, at the door. But if you pre-register on topmba.com, entry is, is normally free. Our, our next fairs are starting in Europe. So we've completed our North America uh, schedule for the fall. And we have fairs starting in um, Moscow today, London on Saturday, and progressing through uh, Frankfurt, Munich, Zurich, Athens, Istanbul, uh, even going to Tel Aviv during uh, the month of October. And uh, then in November, we have fairs throughout Asia-Pacific. And at the end of November, early December, we're in India and the Middle East.
0: The Princeton Review just released the 2008 edition of its annual business school guidebook called Best 290 Business Schools. Schools are profiled on academics, admissions, financial aid, campus life, as well as career placement. Robert Franick is publisher of Princeton Review.
7: It's nearly a phone book size publication, but it's based on the opinion of 19,000 uh, current business school students. So we reached directly out to whom we would consider B-school experts, students in, in classroom seats, and, and asked them everything from uh, from their experience in the classroom to, to career prospects, best professors, best opportunities for women, best opportunities for minorities. And, and then they reported those those questions and that, that uh, data directly back to the Princeton Review. I mean, we, we do look at the quantitative data as well. So, you so th- thinking about how competitive uh, the environment is to get into a pic- particular business school, so GMAT scores, uh, of course, you know undergraduate GPA. So all of the quantitative data is is available in the book. But but I, I think the real uh, mission of the book and, and where it serves great value is is that it's based on that 19,000 uh, student opinion uh, survey data.
0: Should they be reading this book from beginning to end, or how how what's the best way to go about? I mean, two hundred ninety is a lot of schools. So. It's a lot of
7: schools, right? Right. I, I think the best the best way is to you know to ask yourself: Are do you do you want uh, an experience? you know, in your local community? Do you want an international experience? Do you, do you, do you want to, you know, experience it for a school that's in California for live in New York City? I think that those, those, you know, sort of raw things will whittle down the list. Uh, um, you know, I think for a student that's starting very early, uh, it's a great read. I, you know, I think that you'll find out that schools, although their their raw scores might be the same, they are very different when it comes to campus culture, when it comes to classroom culture. Uh, so I think depending on, on how much time you have, you can read the whole book. But if you're looking for sort of triage, then, you know, focusing on schools in the tri-state area, let's say if you're from New York City, uh, you know, this, this book will provide a great service as well, but also a palatable list.
0: And rankings, do you guys have new interesting rankings to report?
7: Yeah, I mean, we we have a, a eleven rankings altogether. I think some of the some of the some of the new ones, and, and frankly, I think the most interesting are our best overall classroom experience list, and then the second one is our best career prospects list. Um, you know, and I think these are certainly um, substantive and and noteworthy because they are focusing on again the practical outcome of, of what students are doing in the classroom. So, is their classroom experience engaging from from professors? Are they embro- are those professors embracing new, new trends in education? Uh, do they challenge? students in the classroom? Are class discussions encouraged? I think students want to, and need to know those things. Uh, the second list, career prospects, you know, when thinking about, you know, the quality of, of uh, the companies that are coming into that campus to start to recruit, the level of, of, uh, of preparation that students receive uh, before they, you know, go to a first recruitment fair or something like that, uh, and also, you know, is that, is that school pushing students to off-campus projects, whether they be internships, experiential learning, mentorships? Again, all of that stuff is is, is baked into, into that best career prospect.
0: Clear Admit offers business school guides for a select group of top MBA programs. These guides offer in depth information including school history, student demographics, the academic calendar, curriculum, electives, even grading system, faculty specializations, and admissions. You can download the guides online for $35 each. Graham Richmond is Cleared co-founder.
8: The Cleared School Guides um, are currently available uh, for 16 schools, um, and we've been sort of producing them. They're fairly labor-intensive in terms of, on the production side, in terms of our ability to gather all the information about a school and and produce what, what what I would call a research report on the program, and so thus far we've done 16. Um, And they range, um, and we've got uh, most of the usual suspects when it comes to kind of leading MBA programs. We basically looked at um, the schools that our clients uh, typically apply to, and then we um, sort of developed a set of school guides around that. So there's, you know, Wharton, Harvard, Stanford, Columbia, Kellogg, uh, UCLA, Darden, Tuck. I mean, you know, basically all the, the usual suspects.
0: And how would you suggest that an applicant use the information in your guides?
8: We actually think that there are um, sort of four points in the MBA process that a Clear Admit School Guide could come in handy. Um, the first would be if you're thinking about business school and trying to assemble a list of target programs, uh, you could use the Clear Admit School Guides to learn about each school, see how they compare, and make some decisions about you know, where you'd fit. Um, and so that would be the first place that you could use them. Uh, the second place that we see candidates using the guides is when they're in the essay writing process. So they've already determined which schools they're going to apply to, and they purchase the cleared Admit school guides for those programs, read up on them, learn about the history of the program, the great professors, uh, clubs that are available, et cetera. And then they use that information to um, bring their essays to life a little bit when it comes to you know incorporating sort of school-specific detail into their essays. Um, Because obviously one of the key things you have to do when you apply is make a case, you know, to the school that that you're interested in them. And so showcasing your your knowledge is one way to do that. Um, The third thing that we found is that applicants are buying them before they go for an interview at a school. So um, they feel like they've learned a lot about the program, they wrote their essays, but then they get invited to an interview and they're looking for a kind of executive summary, um, kind of research report on the program that they can, you know, Download off the web and, and throw in their briefcase um, and read on the plane, you know, to the interview. Um, and so it's a great kind of refresher summary of the program that would really help someone who's trying to quickly get a handle on, you know, what it is about the school they're um, looking to talk about in the interview. And then the last thing that we found with the guides, um, and this goes back to last year, which was the first year we'd launched them, was that People buy them quite a bit in the spring when they're trying to make decisions about which program they want to attend. So they have a list of offers, um, ideally, because they've been successful in the admissions process, and they're trying to figure out, you know, well, where should I go? And so they might use the uh, career section of the school guides in which we compare regional placement, industry placement across all the leading schools, and so they can get a lot of really good data um, in order to kind of hone in on which program might be appropriate for them.
0: The Forte Foundation is a nonprofit organization that promotes women business leaders. The foundation is made up of a consortium of business schools and leading companies that have joined together to address concerns that women have in business and business education. Forte organizes what they call Forte Forums, an event for potential MBA students. I recently visited one in New York City and had the opportunity to speak with Alyssa Sangster. Forte Foundation's Executive Director.
9: The Forte Forum starts tonight at 5.30 with um, open tables for women to go by and visit with different schools. It'll be followed by an alumni panel of women who are out there who have their MBA sharing their experiences. And then we'll also have an admissions workshop uh, from some of our school sponsors. will share kind of their insights onto the admissions process.
0: Now you guys are traveling mm-hmm. the country. Right and it's the same type of event in each each city. Right.
9: We do uh, a series of 10 events across the United States and then we have one in London. And these forums they're set up so that you can come and learn from the women who have been there before you so you can ask questions of MBA women who have made the investment, they've gone through the program and they're now working in different industries, very, you know, diverse groups of industries from entrepreneurs to financial analysts to Um, senior women, more uh, junior women, giving them the perspective that they need to say, hmm, that's something I'd be interested in. I'm glad I heard from her because that's something that also interests me. And we found that it really helps women to have a path laid out before them to say, here's someone who's gone before it and done it. So don't, don't be concerned about your ability to be successful along that path. They also get to meet one-on-one with the admissions professionals at each of the schools, and that gives them kind of that uh, one-on-one time that they need to get all of their questions answered that are specifically related to the questions women ask, I guess. So there's oftentimes just different things come up when you're in an all-female group. Um, But the admissions workshop, uh, the one-on-one time with the schools, and then this alumni panel, all of those things kind of work together to address the things we've seen uh, that women need. And which schools are actually coming today? Um, Well, we have 32 sponsoring schools of Forte, and all of them should be in attendance uh, this evening, and we also have some of the local MBA programs represented who may or may not be uh, Forte sponsoring schools, and then we have some test prep providers that will also be exhibiting, offering programs for, um, you know, increasing your GMAT score and testing for the GMAT, things like that.
0: How could someone make the most
9: of this event? Should they do research
0: prior
9: to coming? I I don't think that it's necessary to do research prior to showing up. I think it really can be exploratory. I mean, if if there's someone who's just thinking about it, I absolutely encourage them to be here because they'll learn a lot. They'll meet women who are amazing. Just the attendees are amazing, just the chatting with the people who are sitting next to you in the audience can be inspiring. And I think hearing from these women panelists and speaking to the admissions directors, if you're any even questioning whether business school might or might not be the right choice, it's great to come and just get a sense of what it's all about. But then on the other end, if you're really thinking you're ready to apply, then I would come with some research done, some specific questions to ask, more so for the admissions representatives than the panelists. But um, it, it's a great place to do that, and the numbers should be you know, in a in the lines where you'll be able to talk to as many people as you want to talk with.
0: Does the Forte Foundation offer any other types
9: of resources for women going to business school? Um, we do offer. Uh, Scholarships for women attending MBA programs. Those are given out through our sponsoring schools. Um, Each of those, each school awards two fellowships each year at the least, and they're usually around twenty thousand dollars U.S. per year. So they're significant fellowships um, in support of these women attending their business school beyond that uh, Forte then takes that group of women and we have what we we call MBA fellows and there's about 120 women in each class who are considered an MBA fellow and that's across all of the business schools that sponsor Forte we do a number of things podcasts um, we have a conference for them we've done an MBA trek in the past to New York City so there's all kinds of programs that we do specifically for those fellows Um, this year we're going to be opening up our conference and career fair to all women attending Forte sponsoring schools so that'll be in New York in June and women can come and participate in the professional development programs and also a career fair. How would someone apply to those scholarships? Um, the the scholarships are given out by the individual schools, so they usually go through their regular admissions process so depending on which school you're interested in attending you just indicate that you're interested in a fellowship and would like the Forte Fellowship if it's available um, and then it's a competitive process based on merit. Support for
1: MBA Podcaster comes from Manhattan GMAT, the world's largest GMAT-exclusive test preparation provider. Developed by Ivy League education professionals and continually updated to reflect current trends, Manhattan GMAT's advanced curriculum goes beyond teaching the tricks and focuses on in-depth content understanding in addition to GMAT-specific strategy. All programs are taught by highly trained and experienced instructors with GMAT scores in the 99th percentile, a 760 or better out of 800. Visit ManhattanGMAT.com slash MBA Podcaster to explore program options, including comprehensive nine-session courses, private tutoring, one-day workshops, and a two-week intensive boot camp. MBA Podcaster listeners will receive a $100 discount on Manhattan GMAT programs by using the code PODCASTER when enrolling for a complete course. Visit manhattangmat.com slash mbapodcaster to enroll and receive your discount. Manhattan GMAT, the new standard in GMAT preparation.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this edition of MBA Podcaster. For more information, advice, and to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. I'm Janet Nakano for MBA Podcaster. Be sure to listen next time on another topic to help you succeed in your MBA application process and life beyond. Thanks for joining us.